Alonso puts one up. Chimilco header. Goal! I mean, he takes it on one foot and he slaps it home on the other one. Welcome to Views from the Bridge, the podcast that a couple people are on that uh, is about your first place Philadelphia Union. Boy, howdy, it's July and we're still saying that. Uh, oh, so yeah, that's really funny. I thought we were only going to be able to milk this for about Well, I was I was going to say, since, uh, since I, your most of the time host, Evan Willow, hiya, uh, was not on last week, I didn't get to talk about our new intro, which, by the way, very good, very cool. Um very very Leno based, which is which is exciting. I love me some Dave Leno. Uh, oh, yeah, what a guy. Uh, I I I was gonna mention Justin that I was just kind of waiting to see how long we could stay in first place before someone would take the piss and be like, "Go, oh, gotta change it now." But we're still there, and uh, regardless of what DC United do in their next game, we'll still be there. So that's that's neat. We at least get it for another week. It's fine. I still have the project. Mm. I can I can change that last clip. Your second place, Philadelphia Union, perhaps. No, no, no. It doesn't no, have no, the no. same uh, ring to it. No, not really. Your your playoff bound Philadelphia Union. I don't know. We'll, hey. we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Your first round by Philadelphia Union. Your first Union. round by Philadelphia Union. Uh, You're above the red line a bit farther than other people. <laughs> in Philadelphia Union. I think we're going to keep that one. I think that one has a nice ring to it. Uh, those voices that you heard in no particular order because everyone talked, so I don't get to single somebody out for speaking first after me. Uh, the guy that made that intro, Justin Ashcraft. Hey, man. I'm glad you're back. Uh, this has been a weird... You know, you keep saying host the most of the yeah. time, but I think we should start uh, counting. Okay. Yeah. That's, cool. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I, we'll see, we'll yeah, see if that's, that's true. That's right. We'll take a... Uh, we'll take a your, thro- your throne's getting a little smaller there, buddy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Up there true. at the top. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that other person you just heard, he's on our injured reserve list, but it's not the season-ending one. But he still counts against our cap hit, so he's still here. It's Paul Katrina Jr. Yeah, I'm just going to keep eating into your funds, man. You're never going to get rid of me. And our special <laughs> guest tonight joining us from the MLS goalkeeper pool, Alex Lyons. Now, uh, it's uh, the... Like, oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. If he was a Radiohead album, he'd be the Benz or something, because it's my favorite one. It's Chuck Booth. Yeah, you just wanted to say say that to make up for actually forgetting to introduce me. I did not forget <laughs> to introduce you. I just couldn't transition uh-huh. from a guy that's not on the team anymore. Speaking of not being on the team anymore, the guy that was never on the team in the first place, Chuck Booth? No. Yeah. <laughs> or, I like or that. speaking of MLS goalkeeper, like someone that could have played goal for the Philadelphia Union in 2016, probably Chuck Booth. That's probably a little better. Yeah. All right. Cool. There we go. Now you got three. That's your, that's that's your new LinkedIn bio. I mean, realistically, Chuck, I could play left back for the Philadelphia. I mean, right back. Sorry. I mean, Chuck always botches his like welcome. So like, yeah, it's that true. was just Evan. Evan botching it yeah. for once rather than Chuck botching. Give and take, baby. Give hey, this take. has been my best into my welcome probably this entire season. It's like yes, watching it a school yes, bus has. fire catch another school bus on fire. <laughs> Paul just oh, has to drag right. me every episode. Speaking of Jose Mourinho's time in Manchester United, let's talk about Philadelphia Union. Um, <laughs> guys, I, I listen, I know the team listens to this podcast. And the reason that I know the team listens to this podcast, because every time we say, hey guys, go out and get four points, they do it. But in can the they please do it in the right that order? They, that they do, yeah, yeah. I think that's just a slap to the face to us, though. It's like, Maybe. yeah, you'll be you'll be half right. They use it as both like, material. Yeah, and not to mention, <laughs> Hallie Bedoya bounces back just a little bit to um, provide. 
So, are we convinced... After ripping him. Are we convinced that this team still properly knows how to play against 11 men? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It, it's the thing that's kind of always plagued them, but with more chances, and it's been their finishing. It's been their attackers' ability to finish at a clinical level, you know? Yep. You're not getting it from Pico. You're certainly not getting it from Santos. You just kind of have to tip your cap to Shabilko for kind of putting the load on his back and taking it while Wooten's getting ready to take that secondary striker spot. I mean... Well, let's, you know, let's back there's up still so many presents. opportunities. Happy game, happy yeah, game. Yeah, let's talk about the one where they won, uh, which was the but what did away it cost? fixture. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the away fixture in uh, in Orlando at Excelsior Park, or whatever they call it now. Um, a solid win, gentlemen. And I, I know the two red cards, not great, especially the second one, not great. But, Oof. Uh, yeah, I listen, I'm just as surprised as everyone else when the Twitter reports come out that, you know, Montero is, is walking. Uh, that that was just a sprain. So, good good thing that that's not a long-term injury because, you know, I still want to like Sasha Klushton. Why? Uh, I, I think he's... He had a couple really solid years at Red Bull. I don't know. And? That's even more of a reason not to like him. Yeah, but he's not there anymore, so don't feel as bad for appreciating how good of a soccer But he's still a dick. I, so, yeah. All right, all right, fine, I'll be wrong, Jesus. Yeah, like, listen. I think you're it's universally so welcome to hate Sasha Kleshton. Yeah. You're so welcome to put your opinion out there, Evan. Like, Thank we respect you. it, we appreciate it, but you're... from you to swing, but, you know. Yeah, but you're wrong, and we hate you. Okay. That's a terrible take. Oh, <laughs> Everyone right. hates Sasha Kleshton right now, and... For very good reason. reason. He almost killed that guy. <laughs> I listen. A, listen, I that was an over overstatement. Uh, but, okay. Okay. He almost killed the season. Dude, my injury was worse than Montero's. <laughs> and I didn't even get direct contact. <laughs> I'm just, it's a testament to Jamiro Montero for um, having the physical capability to withstand such a tackle that replicates that of a speeding car coming at your leg. I mean, you jumped right into his leg. Like, it, there was no attempt on the ball at all. Uh, anyway, uh, Chris Mueller opens the screen in the eighth minute. And Ugh. then Casper uh, gets one, levels the game. Uh, Robin Janssen sent off in the 45th minute, second yellow. Pretty much right after the break, Casper gets his second in the 47th. Uh, Fafa Pico makes it 3-1 to one in the 52nd. And then Sasha Klushkin uh, with a bit of a horror show on uh, Jamiro Montero. And he gets sent off for a 3-1 victory for uh, the blue and gold on the U uh, in Orlando. Any, uh, any takeaways from this one? I will say 91% passing accuracy for the Union is terrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, if we had kept it up on Sunday, then I would have felt a lot true. better about yep. this one. I mean, my struggle with this game is for the first 30 minutes of the game, we looked yes. awful. And, like, yes, we turned it around once we were up a player <laughs> and then up two players. But there's a reality that I think 11 v 11 at the beginning of this game, somehow, what's his face from Orlando can just dribble right through our Oh god, that goal. Defense. I don't I don't want to yeah. uh, I it that sucked because I actually love Chris Mueller cuz he's a great player. Um a nice super draft pick. Uh but he's also on Chuck's fantasy team, but he's not, not anymore. saying I, that. I actually point. had to drop him. Um but literally watching him dribble through the entire union team it's like why isn't anyone laying out to stop him just get a yellow for god's sake if you need to yeah um i mean jack and trusty just both like backed up into the box without stepping toward him one bit yeah i mean there has to be some 
form of aggressor on this team. You know, if they're going to... This team has decent depth, and if Jim Curtin's not going to do it himself by rotating people in and out, you might as well force his hand and get some yellow cards so you get suspended a game, and you can let your boy behind you get some minutes. The interesting thing, too, is that's what you lose when you have to play Montiero at the tip. Um, Because... Who would have been on that side to actually stop Chris Mueller if he wasn't at the top of the pitch? Montiero. Yeah. Yeah. Who was actually there instead? Brendan Aronson. Well, nobody. Well, yeah, but who was supposed to be over there backing (laughs) up everything? Not a defensive midfielder. Um, It kind of also sounds like we need Warren Craval back to fitness. Yeah, kind of, right? Yes, we do. Imagine. Who would have thought the only other defensive player on the team being out yeah. hurts the team's defense? <laughs> Maybe Fontana there? I don't know. I have I have very biased opinions after what I saw those children. Do. I mean, we uh, we w- we would all go for Fontana starting some games. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually prefer that they're on the other side in place of one Alejandro Padoya. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think it's the more like-for-like swap there, you know, kind of someone who can do the same thing that Bedoya does, just doesn't have the experience of having done it for a very long time, Yeah, you know, he's kind of been in so many different midfield positions his entire career, and he's only, what, how old's Anthony Fontana? Is he 20 now? 20? Um, 20? I'm going to say 19, then I'm going to Google it, and I'm going to be wrong. Okay, super. But, like, he doesn't get these shots at consistency in a midfield role with this Union team. He just kind of has to be... the middle of October. Yeah, I mean, like, that's absurd. You know, he, he needs stability somewhere. And, honestly, if you're looking for something to acclimate him where he's not being asked to do one thing extremely well, it's, hey, dude, you're full of energy, and you can disrupt, and you can also make good offensive runs. That's what Bedoya does. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's supposed. Yeah, yeah. He does it when he feels like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to at some point in this podcast like give big ups to Shabilko though. Like Shabilko has started putting goals in the back of the net, which I think if Wooten is doing the same thing or has any sort of clinical finishing ability, like this team's going to be scary down the yep. stretch when two guys can put it in the net from. Almost anywhere. Well, here's the interesting thing. I think out of all the strikers, Shabilko's the one who felt the heat the most because technically he's the like-for-like striker with Wooten. So if he True. wants to still True. play when Wooten's here, he has to show, hey, I'm literally too good for you guys to drop me. And what has he done? <laughs> we're, getting to the, I mean, we're getting to that point in the Union like roster where the players are almost having to force the hand of Jim Curtin to show him what their best 11 is. Mm. Like they almost need to guide him as a young coach to show him that if you feel these 11 guys out here against a style of team that's going to bunker down, you're still going to get 12 or 13 chances in a game to put away a goal. And if you have two clinical goal scorers up top, Screw your system of one speedy guy and one hold-up guy. Yeah. Stop trying to be cute with it and play your best players when you need them. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you want two guys who are putting the ball in the back of the net. And right now, one owns Casper, and you'd like to assume that the other is going to be Wooten. And Sergio Santos is not giving us any... Sergio Santos is left bench for yeah. the foreseeable future. Sergio Santos is occupying the other cannon spot right next to Ray, and I'm just pulling out my box of matches. Just what? saying, might be time to Ray might be time to fire Ray, him into the sun. Ray needs to go first, so yeah. let's just. Yeah, but like this is a big cannon; it can fit two people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you say it's a, Would you say it's a Reggie cannon? No. 
No. If only it was him, right? Um, Boo. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I never said there'd be good jokes. They're just jokes. <laughs> Speaking of jokes, uh, this game that was supposed to be played on the 6th of July uh, moved back to the 7th of July. Philadelphia Union 2, Orlando City 2. Marco Fabian with a glancing header in the fourth minute to put the Union up until Dom Dwyer, of course, decides to uh, make himself known in the 67th. Uh, Santiago Patino in the 81st makes it 2-1 Orlando City. At this point, I'm sure we're all thinking, well, that's it. Thank you so much. And then Bethlehem Steel FC score a second goal after invading the pitch <laughs> and make it 2-2 for the Philadelphia Union organization over Orlando City. Uh, yeah. That was really Can Matt Real play yeah, right back? really validating to see Real and, and Fontana almost link up for a 1-2 that would have led to Anthony Fontana's second MLS goal until some striker theft by Kasper Shabilko, who wanted that four goal in four games kind of thing, and so he took it. But uh, That's exactly but you what know, you want I from your striker. Kind of. Man, I could see it in Fontana's face, though. He didn't want that smoke, man. Shabilko <laughs> got his foot there first, so, and he so was not honest, trying. On, honest in my head, I, I went, you know, if Fontana shoots that, he probably finds a way to hit it right at the keeper. And... To be fair, after Casper's header from point blank range got saved by Brian Rowe, anyway, I, I'm pretty sure I would have been right. So, uh, yeah, where did he get this performance from? Um, his hair. Yes, true okay. story. Because he wasn't even half this good no. in the first game playing Orlando and Brian Rowe. No, it's got to be the hair. It has to be. I see no other logical option. But it was good. The, unfor- the unfortunate thing about this game for me is it shows us how much we miss Montiera. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even... I don't even know, like, where to particularly start with takeaways from this game. Mm-hmm. Because for the beginning, it's like, okay, we're rolling. We're controlling everything. Then halftime hits, and we're only up one nothing. And usually it's we're down one nothing, we're tied. But like, when are the Union gonna just break down a team and blow out someone that they should blow out? Because that should have been seven one. Yeah, no, it had every opportunity to be three nothing going into halftime, and you can really kind of just step your foot on a game and really just kind of <laughs> squeeze the life out of it, but it, it it comes again to lack of finishing on their part, and it was really disappointing to see chance after chance after chance just be like, oh, wow, that was such a good build-up. Oh, great, you fired it and hit someone in the sun's event. Fantastic. Like, it, it's absurd just because there's nothing special about this Orlando team that should be giving this Union team, this 2019 Philadelphia Union team, that much struggle that they can't score a second goal in the time before they scored their first goal and made it a tie. It's frustrating. Yeah, I I mean... My big issue is just why can't we put teams to the sword at home like we're supposed to? I mean, this one I feel like we couldn't because we didn't have a midfield that was capable of doing that. And I, I'm not going to throw that on Aronson or Fabian and say you couldn't do it. But it was clear that without Montiero's tenacity... Mm-hmm. Or someone with It just that. didn't... I mean, it doesn't legitimately right. have to be that guy. It's just got to be someone that can play and that. That's yeah, right. yeah and definitely. You know, who's, you know who and else it, is supposed to be doing that? I do. Alejandro Bedoya. Mm. <laughs> but it, it was glaring. It was glaring that Montero wasn't out there. And, you know... I mean... He's... The guy, he's the guy you have operated around for the majority of the season. And it was painfully clear that that type of player is needed for this high-pressing union team mm-hmm. to be clinical in the way they can attack teams yeah. 
when they don't have the ball and when they do have the ball. And you can't have your two options at that position be injured at the same time because it's another game where Warren Craval would have helped a lot. A lot. I also feel like, and I'll say this every week until we get more of him, if we had seen Fontana 15 minutes earlier in the game, I'm not sure we give up two goals. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm definitely not opposed to seeing more Fontana. It's just that, uh, obviously, Craval's the better defensive option, but Fontana's the better offensive option. Right. But I also just think, like, he's got... Fontana's got something to prove, and I feel like yep. both the times he's gotten in this season, he's shown that he has something to prove. And I feel like when you throw somebody like that on with half an hour left in the game, or even 35 minutes left in the or game... Even two minutes. Right. Yeah. Then he's going to show what he's got. And I think that that's unfortunately what we're missing when we don't throw him in with 30 minutes I mean, left. there's also the fact that for the lineups... Only sitting Austin Trusty wasn't enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to rotate. You know, it's... Why, also, why have... did he sign R.J. Allen? If it wasn't for one of these games, why is he on the team? Uh, we know that Ray Gattis is actually bad now. I mean, we knew that six sorry, weeks sorry, ago. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> the organization knows that Ray Gattis is actually bad now? At this, at this point, I'm convinced that he doesn't see a game unless Ray Gattis is hurt. Why? Reasons? Because if is he that, didn't, if he, liter- if he literally didn't start one of the games against his former team that he should know how to play against in two games in a goddamn week, why the hell did you sign him? They're getting oh up my god! Town in preseason. I have a genuine pit in my stomach if this organization can't see how bad Ray Gattis is for this lineup. Um, and they just I have mean, RJ I, out. I, honest, I honestly don't think they do. Like, I honestly think next week against Salt He's, Lake, we see Ray Gattis. Ray Gattis. You can um, almost put his name in Sharpie. Almost. And then, and then have it erased in with expo marker and then do it again um uh, i would i would like to talk about my, my children uh <laughs> who are not children uh for for two seconds uh i tweeted out at speak and speak that uh they're hyenas because justin kind of like you said they got like 10 minutes and they made the most of it because they like are hungry for first team minutes i think that I, I think they're a little tired of of playing for Steel, who are. Well, like, Real was supposed to be ahead. the starter this year. Right, Real is supposed to be the starter. They're a little bit tired of being stuck in this weird purgatory, where where they're simultaneously playing for a meh borderline playoff USL team, um, but at the same time getting called up to the USU twenties. And I, I think, like, there's nothing better for an organization that doesn't really, like, need to go out and get, like, a, a, a big-name MLS center defensive midfielder if you have this option in your organization. Because I'd much rather have a 19-year-old kid come in, shut a game down, and be really hungry the whole time and get stuck in than have, like... I, even know, like Dax McCarty at this point. Yeah, because it's he's also used to the system. Right. He's been playing with these guys for a very long time, and I like that we're discussing. You know that you have almost an option between Warren Craval and Anthony Fontana, right. but one provides a little more than the other. I think it's interesting because we will be very quick to throw Fontana to the sword quicker than Craval mm-hmm. because there's been such inconsistency in his performances and when he's seeing minutes, in what position he's seeing minutes. It's almost like Jim Curtin 
doesn't really know how to effectively get the best out of Fontana. And, you know, like we said, I think it would be best if he's replacing Bedoya in that lineup and just running like a menace at the opposition. But that's just not going to happen with this team. And every every chance he gets, he's going to do the same thing that he did in that Orlando game. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean it will yield an assist or a goal or something like that. And will it be enough for him to convince everyone that he deserves that spot mm-hmm. in the lineup? Mm-hmm. And there's not as much pressure on him as you might think there would be or as there would be if the Union were in, like, eighth place right now. Where Fair. We're in first Fair. place. We have a decent-ish cushion. We can get ahead in games. It's not the end of the world, hopefully, if you make a mistake or two when you're out there. Yes. I have a question for you, Evan, based on your children yeah. and talking about your yeah. children. Um, does, does Steele not have center backs? Um, (laughs) I could, I could be convinced that they don't, uh, because my thought in this, right? So you go into the Saturday game and for some reason you think it's more important to put Mark McKenzie in a Thursday night, July 4th game at Pittsburgh rather than starting him on Saturday night initially yeah. Saturday night against Orlando. And even so, you get another extra day of rest. Right. And he probably could, he's a center back. It's not like he's a midfielder. He's a center back. He probably could have played Sunday on two days rest. Like I'm I'm really confused about throwing Colin out there. First of all, second of all, I'm confused with this let's play Matt Real at center back. Yeah. Rather than starting no starting well, and, at left and, back and giving Kai Wagner a day and off. So the the defense uh, you could have given was oh we want to see what Benny and uh, so, sorry Benefimu and Mark McKenzie are going to look like next to each other because that's a realistic first team center back pairing next year or whatever. Uh, but you're not doing that. You're playing Matt Real who. Uh, Yes, he certainly can platoon a back line because he's played for Bethlehem Steel before and that's how that works. Uh, he's not very tall. And I'm not a sucker for <laughs> we need a tall back line. But Matt Real is about my height, which is 5'10 on a great day. Uh, yeah, it, it's very confusing to me. Especially like, remember remember us talking ourselves into Josh Yarrow being a good center back and being about no, as tall as not, we, no one? We don't discuss this. Listen, he has a photographic memory. I don't, so I don't have to remember. Because. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, well, and especially with how good Real looks at fullback is the other thing. Yeah. It's like if he wasn't yeah. as good with, like, getting crosses in or whatever, I don't know, or getting up the field or, or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's a very confusing that, thing for me. And let me tell you, and let me tell you, McKenzie, I mean, McKenzie looked good on yeah. Thursday in Pittsburgh, but... Because McKenzie is good. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's what I just don't understand the reluctance of Jim Curtin to put him in the Philadelphia I, Union I lineup. Think I mean... Because for as much as... Sorry, Chuck. For as much as they've, like, romanticized playing all homegrowns at the same time, the thought of doing that scares them to death for whatever reason. I think this is also why you bought Colin. Yeah. For what? To not play Mark McKenzie? Yeah, and it's like More buying Col- it's I like mean, buying to, Coronel to not play Freeze, but we've been playing to Freeze. Act- to actually have an experienced center back who can step in with the host of young guys and play maybe five games during the season. Yeah, but has McKenzie even seen minutes for the Union Net this season? Unfortunately no. for McKenzie, he got appendicitis when he was going to see games That's for the right. Union this season. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying this is necessarily right or wrong. I'm just laying out why Colin was in that game. I mean, 
I get why Colin was in the game, but I I also don't get why you have a young center back who, yeah. for all intensive purposes, somebody thought he had a higher. Whatever. Bobby Warshaw. We had that kind con- Yes, thought he had a higher. Anyway, <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I just don't understand the reluctance. Like, if you are going to take Trusty out of the lineup, why not just slot McKenzie in? Don't know. Um, and I just don't. I don't get it. Uh, Justin, to answer your question, he has twelve minutes this year. He has that many. He does. Yes. I will. I. It will be very. Twelve minutes subbed on against uh, LA in April thirteenth. Uh, and if we're going to talk about Mark McKenzie, I remember a certain U.S. coach playing him at right back, yeah. which for – he wasn't great at right back, but – Can't be worse than Ray Gattis. Ray Gattis. Yeah. He's a, so, he's a big All conversations right come back to Ray Gattis. He's a, McKenzie's a big right back if he's a right back. Yeah. He's, he's not a right back, no. but – but Matt Riel's not a better option than He's an option. There, so. He's a choice. <laughs> Can Kai Wagner play right back? Uh, if you want a wrong-footed right back, I suppose. Sure. I mean, I'm fine with inverting them. Okay. Burhalter does it all the time. How's that going for him real quick? Yeah, right? Not awfully. We're not doing this. <laughs> hey, I, I have you. nothing... I have nothing against a U.S. national team that actually has a plan after watching one that hasn't had a plan for so long. Chuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Who's their GM? Okay, the the GM for the national team uh-huh. has much less to do with the actual configuration of the national team as it does for an actual team. Like Ernie Stewart wrong, is literally he sitting up the there guy who our and twiddling his thumbs right now. Like, what has he done? Well, he did that for a couple of years in Philly, so we're used to it. Well, he did things that well, just uh, some of them weren't good. Uh, flashbacks. Hey, speaking of doing things Let's... that weren't necessarily good, the MLS put out a list today. Speaking of <laughs> things that weren't good, he signed Anderson Conceza. Uh, no. We're not there yet, And you're getting there. Anyway, uh... <laughs> MLS put out a list of the top 10 surprise performances of the first half of the major soccer Most season. Most of these aren't surprises. Most of them aren't surprises, and most of them are not one person. Uh, making this list, uh, Latif Blessing and Mark Anthony Kay. Uh, Edwin Cerillo is here. Carl's Gill is here. Uh, Paul Yaboy. Roman uh, Mantonier is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Robinson is here. James Sands is here. Who exactly? Um, what? Hey, he is a highly rated homegrown. He has bad eyebrows. <laughs> Go look at the picture they used. They're not great. So do I, but does that disqualify no, him? But I like you. He doesn't and have I a neck tattoo. James Sands? I said he doesn't have a neck tattoo. Does Paul have a neck tattoo? No. No, just that that's the most disgusting, very common soccer player attribute. Oh, I was Oof, very curious yeah. as to where you're going with that. Now I'm very sad. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's very accurate. Uh, also on this list for, for people that care, uh, Jamiro Montiero is here and, uh, and Kai Wagner is here. Guys, uh, I, I don't think we're surprised in the traditional sense. I'm surprised that number one wasn't just the entire Philadelphia Union organization. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love Mark Anthony Kay, but like anyone that's seen him in the last couple of years is not surprised. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just their immediate impact with Montero and Wagner yes. that have just been so like, whoa, these guys could be on any MLS team right now and they would be so much better <laughs> if they were. You know, I think that's that's the level you're looking at when you take these ten players. You could pick them up, put them in as a missing piece, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you've solved your puzzle. You know, and that's a credit went to have two guys on this ros- on this list that are on your roster, yeah. because that just shows that you're doing a good job recruiting players to your MLS franchise. Right. Yeah. I- I think the surprise for the Union in the first half, which I guess was, was, is, is what this is turning into, 
is maybe like the caliber of player that we've gotten right so like Marco Fabian who I know calm down big name in the Mexican national team circuit until recent or even then actually uh, you've gotten Wagner who comes over from Germany not like a huge signing obviously he's playing third division there but like not very often the union have signed someone from Europe that's worked out uh, couple that with Montero who's been a destroyer and absolutely looked like one of the best players on the pitch at any given time now you bring in Andrew Wooten who's a nice little value by second division German you know American citizenship so you don't have to worry about the international thing in form more or less uh you know I think it's really just been the, the quality of people at the union have been able to attract maybe even Tanner himself I don't know I mean it's basically Ernest Stewart claimed he had pull. Yes. Ernest Tanner has showed that he has pull. Yes. He hasn't really. Uh, uh, Tanner pulls, man. Uh, Ernest Stewart claimed he had pull. Ernest Tanner has other people saying that he has pull. Is what that is. Ernest Tanner's Tanner? just like, I'm going to show you that I have pull. And other people are like, oh, yeah, we, yeah, everyone knows that. The Jay Gatsby of MLS. <laughs> oh, I'll take that. Mm. I didn't assign it to you, so that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, Justin, real quick, you're you're kind of surprised at the halfway point for the union. Hmm. I mean, to not say something on the yeah. list and what you yeah. just said, I would say the quality of Matt Freeze. Yeah. Well, God damn it. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's like. I don't think it's like revelation type stuff that oh my gosh we could sell Andre Blake tomorrow mm. and Matt Freeze can be our starting keeper but I think to watch Matt Freeze kind of walk in after we bought a big name keeper or at least a semi big name keeper from Brazil mm. and Matt Freeze just is like no actually I grew up here I know what I'm doing and has played like that since the season has started yeah. I mean is a pleasant surprise for sure yeah. Um, to piggyback off of that, at first I was going to go with the fact that we've played three goalkeepers this season with very minimal drop-off between the three. Yes. Um, that is a massive plus for team def. Mm -hmm. But I guess I'm going to go with the, uh, the actual quality of Kasper Shabilko. Mm -hmm. um, like dude has a goddamn shot on him and for someone that big and awkward when they run <laughs> yeah he can move mm -hmm. he's got uh, really good feet yes he does not in terms of like i don't know but it's the, it's almost painful to watch him run a little bit that's why the goals are, are make up for it you're like oh thank god okay because he hits the ball it's, with a thunder. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of like watching a baby giraffe kind of like get it together, mm -hmm. sprinting at full speed. Yes, you know, like they're gonna figure it out. Really good first touch. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. But man, you're gonna be freaking out the whole time. Paul, you're surprised of the first half. I'm surprised that the quality of ten players on this Philadelphia <laughs> Union team. <laughs> are enough to warrant the fact that we should be firing Ray Gaddis into the sun. That this team no longer needs serviceable individuals on it. We need good individuals on it. I like Because you... everyone, everyone has outperformed him so far. The union standard of roster yeah. has gone up a tier. And Ray Gaddis has fallen below the tier. Right. I'm going to be as genuine as I can be for nearly midnight. Uh... I, I enjoy that you started off with a spicy boy, and you were able to morph okay. that into an actual, uh, like, good take. <laughs> <laughs> like, it went from, oh, it's, there it is, it's Paul being Paul, that's his gimmick, to like, oh, actually, wait, no, there's something there. So that's good. Guys, I don't blow everything out of my ass, okay? But I you, have stuff to offer. Yeah, you can literally say, yeah. ten players have been league average or above mm. one has not yes yeah <laughs> uh 
hey, uh, the Union play Real Salt Lake on. It was just a, just a dumb name. They play Matt Real Salt Lake. There it is. Bye. Uh, <laughs> on the 13th. Uh, I don't want to do like a super big breakdown preview or whatever, just because it's late. And, you know, the lineup won't change, so who cares? Uh, the question. Of course, well, it has to. Well, Trust the question that'll. That's, that's, that's irrelevant, Chuck. It won't. The uh, the question that I will ask: Do we see Andrew Wooten? We better. And when does I, when does I, that I, he can get? Well, it is now seven nine. Therefore, he is registering. He's so, on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, um, if we don't, yeah, like I, because literally he's been training with the team now for what almost a month. Uh, I, mean, I, I think it's it. just been a little less time. It feels a like a weeks. month. It's, it does feel it's, like a month. It, this, this month of July has been a very long month. It has June, distorted. June 20th was his signing date, so... Three weeks. Three, yeah. Well, That's let enough me time ask to you get this, up guys, to speed wait. with um, put the ball in the back of the net, right? Yeah. Well, especially because he wasn't, like... June is not... Like, let me... Hold on. Paul, Paul, talk, and then I'll come back to it. All right. When you look at the striking options on this team, does anyone strike you as being the second best option other than Andrew Wooten? Well, Wooten should hopefully be the best option, but yeah. Well, yeah, but Shabilko's obviously shown you that he thinks he's the best option, and I think he's proven that he's the best option right now. The guy that might Until Wooten proves you otherwise. The guy that might be the second best option is currently stranded in Jamaica. No, that's his own fault. I'm not though. even entertaining that discussion. That's I, even if he was eligible, I don't yeah. want to see Corey Burke play another game for this team. Fair enough. All right. Thank you for telling me where to put that take. <laughs> uh, uh, Sandhausen's last game in competitive play, by the way, was the 19th of May, and Andrew Wooten did in fact play that game. So he's not. He wasn't super far out of form, probably when they picked him up a month later. No, not really. You know, it's not like it just goes somewhere. He did. He did go a full eighty-nine in that game too. So. And he's probably not going to be able to play like ninety every game no. right now. No, no, no. Just due to the fact that right now he would just be getting ready to start his preseason training. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he starts against Real Salt Lake and at least goes sixty though. Okay. I I think there's no better team to give him a chance to, you know, run at and create chances than Real Salt Lake. Yeah. You know, it's who um don't do very well against Eastern Conference teams. Not in the slightest. I mean, guys, it's yeah. for it's squad rotation. If you put Vooten in, that's a positive. You can bring in a couple other guys too. That's a positive. Everything about this game screams that it's going to be a good result. And it's going to be because Jim Curtin did effective te- things to keep his team healthy. That's the problem. And he hasn't really done that when given the opportunity. The first time, like, Trusty is one of the first players that he has sat that has been fully available to start a game. Yeah. Um, like, would I like to see Kai Wagner get left on the bench in favor in Matt Real for this long trip that he realistically doesn't need to start because Real Salt Lake can't score to save their lives? Yes. Will he sit? No. I think that as insignificant of a game that this really is, it's an East versus West. It's not necessarily a very strong opponent. This game's probably going to tell you a lot about what Jim thinks of the rest of the guys on this team. Because if he's not willing to give them a chance, 
in this game. I don't see any other games that they get a whole lot of chances at because they're not in the Open Cup anymore. Also, we're we're at the point that um, the real season has now begun. Um, there's kind of no such thing as an insignificant game anymore yeah. because um, if you look at the table, NYCFC is coming. And they have four games in hand on the Union. Um, so, you, yeah, I, there are a few things that I hate more than MLS scheduling, just to put that out there. Because right. there is no way that you should get more than two games in hand on the rest of the league, ever. Um, nah. But, nah. looking at things, if the Union want to finish the season in first place which I like to think that they want to finish the season in first place. Probably. Um, yeah. You have to take these extremely seriously and then also hope that something happens with LAFC so that maybe supporters shield. I don't think we can even entertain that notion unless they close that's, to even within... That's why I just left it at hope something happens and maybe... Because that's all you got. Financial fair. Yeah, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities that this team can finish the Eastern Conference in first place. It's really not. This team has the capability to do so. You want to win the East. Yes. Yeah. So, I think they have the motivation to do so. I think we've, we've seen that they're inspired to win these games late or tie them late because they know that every point matters in this game, but it cannot come at the cost of your starting lineup getting injured or run down to the point where you're going to get into the playoffs and now that's when you're rotating because you have injuries. Uh, but I would argue that it already has. I think, like... Especially in this last game, I don't like Bedoya wasn't doing anything at the end of the game. Medunian wasn't doing anything at the end of the game. Like it was two guys that we put into the game who haven't seen the field this season who all of a sudden changed the game. And I think that's where I get worried because until Fontana and Real came into that game, I was like, there's no chance we win this game because no one's making runs. No one's trying to get the ball back. No mm-hmm. one's trying to score a goal so I I mean my thought is this team has already been run into the ground and they need to start some rotation and now Montiero being injured is sort of forcing that but it's not enough we're still not really yeah it's not enough it's definitely like, not enough I was actually looking I looked at like Kai Wagner's minutes this is only the second time that he has been subbed the entire season and he's only missed one game due to his red card um and literally in his subs he's missed five minutes of play that he's been available for and looking at the way that he plays you can't play every game and be effective doing that um i honest considering how much he's Picking up after Ray Gattis, I don't even know how Jack Elliott's standing sometimes mm-hmm. because he's just constantly moving. Uh, I mean, Harris is a weird one because he's learned with age how to kind of put in the least amount of movement possible to do his job. Padoya. Yeah. Um, I can't tell if it's a tiredness thing or an ineffectiveness thing because it just depends on the day with him and how he's feeling. But it's... And then... Aronson probably needs, like, a three-game rest. But if you look at the line... Like, if you look at Dave Leno's notes, which he so gratefully posts <laughs> yeah, after that the was, game that was on, beautiful. on Saturday... Alejandro Bedoya has played every minute this season. Yeah. Harris Medunian has played every minute this season. Jack Elliott has played every minute this season. You have three players in your lineup who has played every minute. And then you just talked about Wagner has played almost every minute. Ray Gaddis has played all but one game. Far so, more minutes than he like, should. 
Which is, yeah, which is probably five to six hundred more yeah, minutes than he should. Shockingly, the only um, players that are moving properly are where the most rotation happens, and that's the strikers. Exactly. So I'd like to see more rotation as we go through the next four to five games. And that's always been the biggest knock on Jim Curtin is that he sets himself on a team and unless you make him change it, he runs it out. Or we need some yellow cards. So we get some yellow card suspensions. I'm honestly surprised people haven't just basically done stupid stuff to get yellow to cards. Get a yellow card. Because we're almost at that like, point. I, I don't want to play. I don't want to play next weekend. If these Philadelphia Union players were better teammates, they would get more fouls so that their teammates behind them could. Uh, You're saying Andre Blake's going to start minutes. directing the back line? Nah, Andre Blake's in the clear this week. He's all right. He's had a he's had a rough week, so I don't want to well, add to his burden because I know he listens to everything. Well, also, that I say. he didn't realistically need to start that game. No. 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 Like, coming off of an international tournament, why do you put him straight back in the lineup? Yeah. And the other thing I'll say is Thomas Romero started the game on Thursday against Pittsburgh. So... I don't... I mean, with... I don't know what's going on with the Romero situation because, like, at the yeah. beginning of the season you thought that he would have been the number two keeper um yeah. then you made then you made a signing yeah then he got passed by freeze yeah yeah i don't and know what happened there i feel like he did something maybe i don't know uh, i really hope not he's a lovely he's romero's a good he's, keeper he's still young he's i mean still a baby I, unfor- so unfortunately I some players have um, lessened their stock due to things off the field. Derek That's Jones. Great. Who? Derek Jones. Does he play for? The, does I, he play for the Union? Where? <laughs> oh wait, the guy that plays for the Phoenix Suns, Derek Jones. Uh, that that is a Derek Jones, but <laughs> the guy the guy who sits in an apartment in Nashville and doesn't actually play soccer. Oh. Well, he's not even playing for Nashville. Wait, wait, He's the injured. guy the guy that was in nah. King of Queens, Derek Jones. Okay. Yes. Uh, hey, no time like the present uh, after a really bad Kevin James reference than to give our Golden Kinsesa of the week. I will bow out and give it to myself for that terrible, terrible reference. <laughs> wow, you st- way to steal my answer. Thanks. Jeez. Anytime, yeah. buddy. Stealing all my content. Mm-hmm. Stealing it my like... Stealing it like Ray Gaddis is stealing minutes from competent right backs. Mm. We don't have we don't truly have a competent right back, but um. Yeah, but anything's better than in ill competence. That's not a word. I'm tired. It's okay. Um, ill competence. He, you know he's great on the wing as a substitute. <laughs> so I mean, I I have mine. Okay, is it that reference? No, it's Jim oh. Curtin. Oh. I I don't know how you can mismanage yeah. two games against the same team worse not in the playoffs. than he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, because there's also the fact that even disregarding their red cards in the first game, Orlando let their foot off the gas because they subbed Nani out at halftime. And did... Um, Jim Curtin really uh, tried to do anything to rest players that really needed it there. I know he's hamstrung by Montiero getting injured, but I would have left Fafa out there and made him run the night. Well, injury. Never mind. Um, cricket. Cricket. <laughs> but just the, the lineup in the second game... Not changing anything. Not good. Was just not the right call. Not good. Not good. It's showing why we're not rushing to the ballots to give Jim Curtin coach of the year. You know, because he's still well, the funny despite thing is he's the still fact coach that he was. Yeah. Okay. Yes, all but we're not. Stuff that he's he's doing, not. He's, if the if the union get a, a buy in the 
that playoffs don't count in coach of the year. Oh, you're right. If you're the right. union get a bye in the playoffs, yeah. there's no it, way that Jim Curtin's not coach of the year unless they, Montreal wins the league. If they finish, okay, but he's not landsliding the results because uh, there's still flaws in his. Well, he's not landsliding the results because no one at MLS has played the same amount of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving my Kinsey out of Jim Curtin as well. Great. Justin. <laughs> um, based on the play on the field. Yep. Brendan Aronson. Oh. Okay. Hasn't been the same See, since he came back from prom. I, I feel just, like something happened there. I just don't. I just literally. I just don't want to give Brendan it, give it to Brendan Aronson solely for the fact that he literally shouldn't be playing right now. Yeah. Okay, but you'll you'll learn this about me, Chuck. As you already should have learned, because in every conversation we have, I always have to choose a I'm different not, answer than everybody I'm else. Not, I'm not going to give it to Jim Curtin. I'm giving it to Brendan Aronson, but I realize... I'm not saying that you're wrong and that Brendan Aronson wasn't bad. (laughs) It's just Jim Curtin's the reason why Brendan Aronson's bad. Guys, do you feel like Brendan Aronson got bullied at prom? What? (laughs) Yeah, I feel feel like it's really messing with his head. I'm really concerned for him. Uh... I'm I'm giving my golden consensus to bullying people. It's a bad thing to do. Um, it's 2019, people. Yeah, live your life. Uh, uh, I am giving uh, I'm giving my golden consensus out this week to. Uh, oh yeah, uh, a stupid rain delay. Because yeah. that game should have been played on Saturday. That was so mismanaged. And that felt like the, the and I mean, I, I tweeted it, but it felt like Orlando City just went, oh, can we play on Sunday? And the Union went, yeah, sure, that's fine. Because, <laughs> I, like, honestly, I, if Orlando was like, oh, can we play on Sunday instead? I would have been like, all right, but give us $25,000. Like, yeah. I get it, there's lightning, whatever, but, like, no. There's a reason that your schedule's like this, and you have to deal with it. Sorry. Guys, do you feel like Brendan Aronson ate like some really bad wow. like oh, buffet done. food okay. at, at prom? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Ab, 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 ab. Uh, the U.S. women oh, won a World Cup this yeah, week. We should talk about that. So, guys, first of all, congratulations the, to the U.S. women yeah. for winning the World yeah. Cup. Girls second run the world. Second of all, because I'm not going to bash our other mm-hmm. team, the U.S. men came in second in a well-played Gold yes. Cup that – Yes, they lost the final to Mexico, but they got to the final. So I'm going to say progress. I'm going to say congratulations to both of them for playing yeah. hard. Yes, you should be very fr- you should be very proud of your country's soccer uh, after the weekend that they had. I, I do. It was, uh, I, I was very positive. I was going to wait until we put out the announcement on at VFTV Pod on Twitter. Uh, we are also not going to the White House. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just wanted to confirm that. Yeah, we just wanted to make Uh, sure that people knew we're not going. Yeah. We will will join Megan Rapino wherever she is going instead of the White House. So feel free to give us suggestions on where we should go or invite us over to your house uh, on Twitter (laughs) at the FTB pot. There's a 100% chance that we will go there instead of the White House. So uh, there's a 110% chance if you have Arby's. Weird. All right. Paul's still feeling the hospital meds. I love it. Um. Yeah. I am. So definitely go follow us on on at the FTB Pod. I'm gonna say it a bunch of times and get it right every time because that's the thing that I know how to do. Anyway. Wait. What's our Twitter uh, handle? At the FTB Pod, Justin. Thanks. Yeah. I can't wait until you get it wrong. I know. Because you're I, gonna get it wrong. I know. I know. I am gonna wake up everyone in this house yeah. calling you out yeah. for it. So yeah, Victory Foxtrot Tango Bravo. <laughs> you said T twice. Nope. <laughs> you can play it back. Anyway, guys, we'll uh, we'll talk to you after we beat RSL or whatever. Take care. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge, a Philadelphia Union podcast. 
We can keep doing this through the help of our sponsors. The first, Roughneck Scarves. Roughneck Scarves is the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. The other, Golden Gold Press. Golden Gold Press is the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Go check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Thanks to our network of soccer podcasts, the Beautiful Game Network. For your soccer news, opinions, and content, visit us at bgn.fm. Lastly, you can find us at VFTVPod on the Twitter and bgn.fm slash viewsfromthebridge with hyphens on the web. You can also find us wherever you consume your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Go hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Thank you so much.